back to Squared Sports Lane Frank Podcast. On Lewis's podcast, Lane Frank, we're now in episode 58, everybody. We got a Thanksgiving special coming for you. We got a great week in NFL. We got a great week in college football. So much going on in the NBA right now. Stay tuned. Squared Sports Lane Frank, episode 58. Let's hop into it. Let's start with episode 58, how we always do with the headlines in the NBA. Okay, we all saw the LeBron James, Isaiah Stewart fight. Okay, but here's my thoughts on it really quick. LeBron James was kind of just trying to get Isaiah Stewart off him. And that was a dirty play. He was trying to make a dirty play pretty much, but he didn't intend to have Isaiah Stewart uh, get bloody all over the place, everything like that. He just wanted him to get it off him. So he did a dirty play. LeBron knew it was a dirty play, and he deserved to be suspended one game. Isaiah Stewart obviously deserved to be suspended two games. LeBron's not a dirty player. It wasn't really... I mean, he didn't have violent intentions. He just tried to get him off them, and then that was the result. Kind of seems like a dirty play. So LeBron is suspended for one game. A little bit of a tough thing there. It's going to be Lakers-Knicks. LeBron's not going to play in that one. Maybe a bare chance for the Knicks to win that game now, but those are my thoughts on LeBron James, Isaiah Stewart fight. Pretty much the only thing going on in the NBA right now. Warriors look like world beer still. Suns are rolling at the right time. Nets are playing pretty well. Just a lot going on in the NBA. Really, uh, I mean, the Nets probably do need Kyrie for a finals run. James Harden isn't looking like that great right now. Warriors defeated the Nets by a lot last week. Okay, that was a good game. Just Warriors being the Nets by a lot. Uh, being, I mean, looking like the best team in the NBA right now. Suns, you could say, they're on a great win streak, playing pretty well. But maybe they can make back to the finals. Uh, Bucks trying to finally pick some things up. Bulls, I mean, the Bulls look great. I know they lost the other night by a lot against the Pacers, but this team's 12-6. and six. It's a good team. They're on at the right time. DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine. Lonzo Paul, this team's amazing. Alex Caruso, the best role player in the NBA. You never know. He could win sixth man of the year. Never know. But this Bulls team is on fire right now. Pretty much only news in the NBA. Let's hop into the NFL where we had an action-packed week. I want to start out with the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, before the season, I said this a couple times. Before the season, I said, Dallas Cowboys, they're going to lose the first game of the season. And then they're going to win every single game in between. Up until that Chiefs game, they're going to lose that Chiefs game. So I, was, I was pretty close. They lost only one game in between. It was that Broncos game. It was a close game, that Chiefs game. But... Chiefs, it looked like they were dominating them. I know they won by 10 points, but it looked like they were dominating them. And it's a different way they're approaching the season this year. Okay, they're not going to make Patrick Holmes throw five touchdowns. Patrick Holmes didn't play that great. He started in fantasy football, only had six points. But Patrick Holmes only had one reception, didn't have any passing touchdowns. They didn't need it, okay? Clyde Solaire was good, had that dumb taunting penalty, but they can run the ball now. Clyde Solaire back. You can run the ball with Tyree Kill. You can get a quick pass to Travis Kelsey. This team... You could say, are they going to make the Super Bowl? They might. Leave your thoughts on that in the comments section. The Chiefs did beat the Cowboys. Really, it looked like Cowboys didn't have a chance in that one when CeeDee Lamb got out. Dak Prescott didn't look great in that game. Dak Prescott's probably out of the MVP conversation right now, you could say. But Chiefs looking great right now. Great win on Sunday against Dallas Cowboys. The Indianapolis Colts, everybody. I want to talk about them. This team looks like a top-five team in the NFL right now. I'm not saying they're a top-five team in the NFL, but they're playing like one for sure. Okay, and I was watching that Hard Knocks. He said they got that Hard Knocks in-season first time at our Colts. They look great. Okay, John Taylor looks like the best running back in the NFL. He could win MVP. We got top-five MVP cans coming up here in a couple minutes. Maybe he is my MVP favorite right now. Maybe he isn't, but we'll talk more about that later. But John Taylor looking like the best running back in the NFL. This Colts team is playing great. Really, ever since that... Titans game where they kind of let it go at home. You know, Carson Wentz threw a couple late interceptions, didn't really need that. Michael Pittman, I know he didn't have a great game this Sunday, but he's a good player for this team. He could be one day, like, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. You never know. But Michael Pittman looking like one of the best 
uh, uh, players from last year's NFL draft. Maybe looks better. Jared Street maybe looks better than Henry Ruggs, of course, but other stuff going on in the NFL. Great game by the Indianapolis Colts. Strong Taylor, five touchdowns. Great to have him on my fantasy football team. Got me 53 points. Carson Wentz, trying to get some things going up here. Frank Rick, one of the best coaches in the NFL. Everything like that. This Colts team is on fire right now. Those are my thoughts. Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to go over to another thing. The Chicago Bears. Okay, they lost on Sunday to the Ravens, and it was close. Andy Dalton came in. That great touchdown on fourth and 11. They lost that game to a backup quarterback, Tyler Huntley, a team with a non-existent run game in the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. I know Tyler Huntley can run the ball, but they got their running backs before the season. Gus Edwards out for the season. J.K. Dobbins out for the season. You don't expect much from this team on the ground with their running backs, but then you got Lamar Jackson, and but Lamar Jackson didn't play this game. Tyler Huntley played this game. Looked pretty good. Not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He could be a good backup quarterback for the Ravens, which I think he is. Good backup quarterback, plays like Lamar Jackson, you know, just good player, Tyler Huntley. Fun fact, Tyler Huntley did beat Lamar Jackson in a state championship game in Florida. Just fun thing to throw out there, but Bears, not looking great right now. Not looking great. There was a report today that the Bears, they fired Matt Nagy, and he's like, they're going to let him coach on Thursday, and then that'll be it. But then Matt Nagy said, no, that's not true. You have to say that as a coach. That's an embarrassment, okay? If you're not, if there's an NBA game, and the NBA fans are screaming, fire Matt Nagy, you got an issue. Okay, this Bears team has some issues right now. I think you got to fire Ryan Pace. I think you got to fire Matt Nagy, whether it's now or it's in the offseason. Pull like the Lions move. They fired Bob Quinn. They fired Matt Patricia midseason around this time. I think it actually was this week. And I remember November 27th, I think it might have been the day. But just, I mean, crazy stuff going on right now with that Bears team. A lot going on there. But I'll move to another team, the Tennessee Titans. Everybody, I just said, Tennessee Titans, this team, they're not a good team. All right, they're they just they don't seem like they can win a playoff. It doesn't seem like Tennessee Titans are gonna win a playoff game this year. You take away Derrick Henry, eh? No explosiveness on that team. Adrian Pearson, eh? Yeah, lackluster defense. Ryan Tannehill, no, no, not really. Okay, this Titans team not looking great right now. Lost a bad game to the Houston Texans. You lose the Houston Texans, you have the best record in the AFC. Got a lot of things to think about. We got Titans-Patriots pick coming up here in Squared Sports NFL game. That's going to be a great game. The bounce back? Do they not? I'll make my pick in a couple minutes. But Tennessee Titans did not look great last Sunday. Do they look great this Sunday? We'll see. But Minnesota Vikings, another team, doing great right now. Minnesota Vikings got it. I mean, I think the turning point for this team this year was that Ravens game because they had a big lead on the Ravens, and then the Ravens came back, and they took that win from them. But then they go out to LA the next week. They win that game. They go up against Green Bay Packers this week, and they destroy it. I mean, they just played great. They flat out beat them. I know Aaron Rodgers put up a lot of points, but this Vikings team, they fought back. What you don't see from this Viking team a lot, this Vikings team a lot, is that they give up a lot of points, but then they don't get as many points back. This this time, this week, they score points against you. They got 40 points. Kirk Cousins has 21 touchdowns and two interceptions on the season. You're there. He has 21 touchdowns and two interceptions on the season. That's MVP stats. I know he's not an MVP candidate, but Kirk Cousins looking great. Uh, right now, just you know, like playing, playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Definitely has the stats to show it. Kirk Cousins playing great right now. Let's speed it up here. Chargers played uh, played great in Sunday Night Football. And the Buccaneers played great on Monday Night Football. That's about for headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. This is that time of year by School Yard Sports and NFL Game Day. We know the best week last week, but we're going to get good week this week. We're going to get that perfect record. Let's start with the Thanksgiving football games. Raiders, Cowboys. Okay, Cowboys lost the game last week. So did the Raiders. Who wins this one? It's a coin flip, pretty much. But it's Thanksgiving. 
ten dollars. I'm taking the Cowboys. No debate about. Cowboys lost their last two Thanksgiving games. They lost the Washington Football Team last year, and they lost the Bills year before. They bounced back this year on Thanksgiving. Bounced back this week. I think they do. Defeat the Bears on Thanksgiving. Now, next game, Bears-Lions. Okay, every year the Lions play on Thanksgiving. Why? Nobody really has any clue, but I think in this one, might be Matt Nagy's last game as the Chicago Bears head coach. I think he loses this one. I really do. I think the Lions won this one. Dan Campbell's got these guys fighting. He lost by three points to the Browns last week. This is, I mean, this is the best 0-9 game I've ever seen in my life. Anybody's ever seen in their life. You know, they get blown out sometimes, but then they put up fights. They put up a fight against the Ravens. They put up a fight against the Steelers. They put up a fight against the Browns. It's a good team. The only team... They really haven't put up a fight against the Bengals, a couple other teams, but Lions are going to win this one against the Bears. No debate about it. It's going to be Matt Nagy's last game as the Bears head coach, as we've seen from some reports. Now, last Thanksgiving game, Bills Saints, everybody. It's going to be a good one, but the Saints, not doing so great right now. If they can get Alvin Kamara back, they maybe put some of the load on him, but they haven't won a game with Trevor Simeon starting quarterback. I don't think they win the one this time. I think the Bills bounce back after a horrendous game last week. I think the Bills will win this one very, very close. 27-23, give me the Buffalo Bills. Steelers, Bengals, everybody. We saw the Bengals beat the Steelers by a lot last time they played, but that was early in the season. That was like week four. Now we're here, week 12. I think the Steelers get the dub or the Bengals this time. Steelers are playing great. I mean, just played great in offense. Ben Roethlisberger was making some plays. When was the last time we saw Ben Roethlisberger make plays like that? Didn't practice that much last week. He played great. He really did. But uh, they lost that game to the Chargers. Justin Herbert looked great. Cam Hayward, what are you doing? Punching Justin Herbert. Defense wasn't great, but I think the defense can play well in this one. And I think they do beat the Cincinnati Bengals. No debate about Mary Reclam in that division lead. Give me the Steelers in this one over the Cincinnati Bengals. Bucks Colts, everybody. This is going to be a good game. Like I said, the Colts are playing great. At home, Darius Leonard. Not about his health yet, but Bucks team is a really, really good team. They looked like world beaters Monday Night Football. They were just dominating that game. Okay, this is a really good team. The Buccaneers. Tom Bray, Mike Evans, that connection, Chris Goddard, Rob Gronkowski looked great in that game, had a great catch in the first quarter, but Rob Gronkowski and the Buccaneers, Tom Bray and his Tampa Bay Buccaneers do win this one over the Indianapolis Colts, very, very close, maybe off a game-winning field goal, maybe off a game-winning field goal, this is a good team, but they do maybe win off a game-winning field goal, nice game, Titans, Patriots, everybody, like I said, it's in Foxborough, Patriots playing like the best team in the NFL, not one of the best teams, playing like the best team in the NFL, had a long week of rest, I think they win this one. I really do. This Titans team, not much explosiveness out there, Henry. They're just—I mean—they're not that exciting a team. You don't have that playmaker on this team. That defense is, eh. AJ Brown's playing okay this year. Ryan Tannehill, I don't know. I think I think Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick shows why he's the best coach in the NFL of all time. Give me the Patriots in this one over. Tennessee Titans, Browns or Ravens, everybody. It's going to be a fun one. Another great divisional matchup in that AFC North. But I think the Browns do lose this one. Ravens, they're probably going to get Lamar Jackson back. That was just a weird situation with Lamar Jackson last week. You know, he was going to play, he was going to play, he was going to play. And then late Saturday night, it's like, oh, he's sick. He's going to be questionable. And then early Sunday morning, it's like, he's out. But I think he's going to be back for this one. I think the Ravens do win this one over the Browns. No debate about it. Give me the Ravens. Vikings, 49ers, everybody. Two teams playing pretty well. Okay, 49ers had a good win over the Jaguars last week. But this is the Jaguars are about. This Vikings team is rolling at the right time. Rolling it when it's playoff time. Give them the Vikings this one or the 49ers. No debate about it. Now, Rams-Packers. The game of the week. Rams coming off a bye week. Packers coming off a loss. Rams on a two-game losing streak. But I think they do win this one. I think Odell Beckham, Matthew Stafford gets his stuff rolling. Larry Reeves hurt. Might be healthy now. I think they get the stuff rolling with the defense. Vaughn Miller, Jalen Rams, Aaron Donald. Yo, this team. Okay, I think the Rams do win this one over the Packers in the game of the week. Give me the Rams over the Packers on Sunday. No debate about it. That's about for Squared Sports NFL Game Day. Let's get that perfect record this week.
Now, top five, everybody. We got a great top five this week. I already gave a sneak peek of it. Top five NFL MVP candidates right now. Let's hop into it. Number five, who's my fifth best NFL MVP candidate? It's Cooper Cup, everybody. He might set the NFL record for most touchdowns in the season by a receiver. He might set the receiving touchdown record. He just might. And I think he definitely could. Cooper Cup, fifth best MVP candidate. No debate about it. Been the best wide receiver in the NFL this year. Can't debate me on. There really is no argument for that. Cooper Cup has been the best wide receiver in the NFL this year. Let's move on to number four. Number four, Justin Herbert, everybody. It's only second year, and this kid looks like a true pro. I know he is a pro, but he's playing amazing. Justin Herbert had a great win over the Steelers last week. You beat a Mike Tomlin team like that in a close game. It's good defense. Got some guts. Justin Herbert is a great player. Fourth best MVP candidate right now, Justin Herbert. Number three, Aaron Rodgers, everybody. Okay, last year Aaron Rodgers won MVP. We're all saying Aaron Rodgers is not going to win again this year. He's not going to win again this year. And you're right. Aaron Rodgers won't win MVP again this year, but he could be a finalist. He's 22 touchdowns. He's four picks. I'm going to say it right here. Patrick Mahomes is not on this list. I'm sorry, Chiefs fans. You're not on this list, Patrick Mahomes. You have 11 picks. And I'm going to say one more uh, player that's on this list. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, you look at the stats. I know he's been on the past couple games. 17 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 7 fumbles. That sound like an MVP to you? really doesn't. I don't think Kyler Murray's on this list. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is on this list at all. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Number two, okay, here's where you're going to find out who my MVP is. Because if they're not named here, they're probably named next. And the second best NFL MVP candidate right now is, it's Jonathan Taylor. He's not going to win MVP this year, and I know that can be up for debate. He's been the best NFL running back this season. Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara are better running backs right now than Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's got that explosiveness. He's got that drive. 13 touchdowns, over 1,000 yards, five touchdowns last week. Jonathan Taylor, really a great player. Even great in the receiving game, Jonathan Taylor is. Second best NFL MVP can, Jonathan Taylor. Now, you can probably tell number one is it's Tom Brady, everybody. Tom Brady is playing great this year. 29 touchdowns, most passing touchdowns in the NFL right now. Like eight picks. Playing great right now. Tom Brady, no debate about it. The best candidate for the MVP this year. My MVP pick as of today is Tom Brady. No debate about it. That's bad for my top five NFL MVP candidates. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Who do you think the NFL MVP is? Leave your answer in the comment section. Now, I didn't know, but this week's didn't know. It's a great one. Didn't know that the first ever NFL draft pick is the number one pick, the first ever NFL draft, Jay Berwanger, never, ever, ever played down the NFL. He never even played in the NFL. He was never on a team. He didn't want to play in the NFL. I think that I saw they just went to a random business. Weird stuff going on there, but Jay Bernwanger, the first ever NFL draft pick, never ever played a game in the NFL. I watched a video. The draft was invented because every player was just signed with the Packers, the Steelers, all these superpower teams. So then they went to the whole draft, and they held a draft. The Bears had the number one pick. They took Jay Berwanger and never wanted to play in the NFL. He was a running back out of Chicago. Didn't know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's bad for didn't know this week. Okay, if you're a college football coach and you have a lot of success your first three years and then your next year, you have a lackluster year, what do you do? Do you fire them? They get you to three New Year's Six Bowls. But then one year, they get you a bad year. Do you bring them back next year or do you outright fire them? That's the question of the day. Florida said no. We're firing Dan Mullen. And that's the absolute wrong decision. Take it from Jim Harbaugh, Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, his first year, didn't make a New Year's Six Bowl. Second year, made a New Year's Six Bowl. Third year, didn't make a New Year's Six Bowl. Fourth year, made a New Year's Six Bowl. Fifth year, didn't make a New Year's Six Bowl. Sixth year, didn't even make a bowl game. Didn't even have a winning record. So what do you do? Do you fire him or do you bring him back? They brought him back. And look what we've done now. 
You're ten and one going to the Hostic. Not for Dan Mullen's situation, he started out better than Jim Harbaugh did. He had near six bowls first year over my Michigan Wolverines. His second year, he had a near six bowl win over Virginia. His third year, they're a player from throwing a shoe away from making the college football playoff pretty much. Okay, that's why Marco Wilson against LSU when you made the playoff. They still make a near six bowl that year against Oklahoma, and they lost. But still, three near six bowls in your first three years, two of them wins. Just great stuff. But then this year, you don't start out that great, got a new quarterback, everything like that. Do you fire him? That's what Florida did. It wasn't the right decision. Like I said, you bring him back for another year. Clean stuff. Take it from Michigan and Notre Dame. Because Notre Dame in 2016 had a really bad year. Losing record there, about to fire Brian Kelly. They said, hey, Brian, let's give you another chance. Clean the house. Fire most of the staff. Get to keep one or two guys. And then we're going to go off for a championship next year. That's what they did. They made the Citrus Bowl, and then they made the playoff next year. They said, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan. Hey, we'll bring it back on a contract extension. Kind of a, not of a raise a little bit, but... Then they said, you got to fire staff. You got to fire most of the staff. They didn't keep that many people on the staff. They kept Sharon Moore. They kept Josh Gass. They kept Jay Harbaugh. They didn't keep that many other people. But then this year, they're 10-1. and one. Do that with Dan Mullen. Let him fire Todd Grantham. Let him fire his offense coordinator. Let him fire his offense line coach. And then bring Dan Mullen back. This is the absolute wrong decision by Florida. This, I mean, this is, this, is, this is just plain out stupid. Take it like Michigan Notre Dame did. Florida didn't do that. And that's why they're not going to have success in the future. And I pitted, they're not going to get Aaron Meyer. At least Florida fans hope they would get him, but they're not. They're not going to get Dave Aranda. They might not get Liam Kiffin. A lot of stuff going on in Florida. I don't think you make a splash higher. I really don't. That's about my thoughts on the damn one fire. It was not the good decision. Take it like Michigan. Take it like Notre Dame. Act like a winning program in Florida. Florida didn't do that here. Football Showcase here, but we got the biggest week of the college football season upon us here. We got the last week of the regular season where you make the playoff or you make a near six bowl. You want to make the playoff or you don't make a near six bowl, whatever it might be. Let's hop into our top 25 teams in college football right now. Let's go 25-21. 25, Arkansas. 24, Louisiana. 23, Houston. 22, Clemson. 21, Iowa. Okay, Clemson reappearing in our top 25. I got Iowa at 21. Iowa, not that great of a team. I'm, I had them losing this week to Nebraska. We're going to pick all the games pretty much coming up next college football showcase games of the week. I got Arkansas, moving back 25. Just put up a great fight against Alabama. They couldn't win it. Louisiana, only one loss in the season. Texas, keeping them in my top 25. Houston, still number 23. Let's go from 20 to 16 right here. Number 20, Wake Forest. Number 19, San Diego State. Number 18, Pitt. Number 17, Wisconsin. Number 16, Texas A&M. I'm keeping 16 and 17 the same. I had 16 Texas A&M last week. I had 17 Wisconsin last week. And uh, I think Wisconsin might be a better team than Texas A&M. I think they win the Big Ten West. I think they have a shot against whoever they play. The Big Ten championship, whether it's Michigan, or it's Ohio State. Or, I mean, that's the only two outcomes right now. But just great stuff going on in the Big Ten. Braylon Allen looking one of the best running backs in college football. You know, he's only 17 years old for Wisconsin. They got their next John Taylor. They got their next Melvin Gordon. They got their next Ron Dane, whatever it might be. This team is a great team. Pretty much right now, playing great. Haven't lost since that Michigan game on fire, Wisconsin. I'm putting them at number 17. Let's go 15 to 11 right here. 15, UTSA. 14, BYU. 13, Oregon. 12, Utah. Number 11, Michigan State. I'm not moving Michigan State back that much. They got two losses on the year. Yeah, absolutely demolished by Ohio State, which I was very happy to see. But then I'm seeing, oh boy, Ohio State put up 49 points in the first half and got a shutout. I'm worse for next week. But you're going to see my pick coming up here in a couple minutes for Michigan, Ohio State, the game of the year. But... Michigan State moving back to number 11. Utah moving up to number 12. Great win against Oregon. Oregon putting them at 13. BYU moving back to 14. And UTSA moving back to 15. Got to make room for these teams who lost. 
Got to make room for Utah. Got to make room for Oregon. Got to make room for Michigan State. That's why I'm moving back BYU and UTSA. Let's go uh, 10 to 7 here. Number 10, Baylor. Number 9, Ole Miss. Number 8, Oklahoma. And number 7, Notre Dame. But you could say, how is Notre Dame number 7? I got a good statement coming up here after this about every team's path to the college ball playoff. Notre Dame's number 7. They are number 7. You got a bad loss to Cincinnati. You got a bad win in the first two weeks of the season. The first week of the season, you barely beat Florida State. He's not looking that great right now, five and six. Then you got the next week, we have to come back in the last minute against a Toledo team. Toledo, a MAC team. And that's horrible. And to come back in the last minute of that team, you're not a top five team for doing that. They lose Cincinnati. Yeah, I know they're playing well right now, but not in the early part of the season. You're not making up for that. Notre Dame, seventh best team in the country. Let's go six through number one here. My top six teams in college football, the real playoff picture. We're six. Oklahoma State, everybody. Okay, the Cowboys are looking great right now. Oklahoma State Cowboys. You got a great shot to make the college playoff. You beat Oklahoma this week, and you're in the Big 12 Championship. You are. And then you win that Big 12 Championship. You got a little bit of chaos to ensue, and you're in the college football playoff. You're in the college football playoff representing the Big 12. That's my thoughts. Oklahoma State right there. Sixth best team in college football, Oklahoma State. Five. Fifth best team in college football, Cincinnati, everybody. Okay, I'm moving Cincinnati back. I saw what Ohio State did last week. I saw what Michigan did last week. Both putting up 50-plus points. These teams are really good, Michigan and Ohio State, which they were playing. Oh, wait, they are playing this week, Michigan and Ohio State. But Cincinnati, fifth best team in college football, moving back a little bit, making room these super packs. I don't think you would beat Michigan. I don't think you would beat any of these teams in the top four. Let's hop into our top four teams in college football. Number four, Michigan, everybody. Okay, my Michigan Wolverines, the biggest game of the year. I'm tuning into this. On Saturday, don't, don't bug me. I'm watching this game all day. I'm watching breakdowns. I'm watching everything. I am so nervous for this game, but I'm also so excited at the same time. It's in the big house. It's the best show you've ever had at Michigan beat Ohio State because in the two years Jim Harbaugh Mayors New Year's Six Bowl, you had to play at Ohio State. You had bad refs, everything like that. 2016, should have won that game. It wasn't for uh, bad refs. But Michigan, they got a good show this week in Ann Arbor against Ohio State. I don't want to preview that game too much because we got the big pick coming up here in a couple minutes. But Michigan, fourth best team in the country, no big bat. Number three, Ohio State, gotta move them up. Gotta move them up. You be a top ten team, fifty six to seven. You're up forty nine nothing at halftime. Ohio State, third best team in the country. No debate about. Number two, Alabama. I was really considering moving uh, Alabama back number three and number four, whatever it might be, because you don't look great in that game. If you didn't have Jameson Williams, this team would have like two, three losses. You would have lost that Tennessee game. You would have lost this game. And they already have that loss to AM. So that's three losses on our schedule already. But they only have one right now. But they didn't have Jameson Williams. That's what it'll be. You rely on Jameson Williams too much. That's why I think Georgia beats you next week in Atlanta in the SEC championship game. So much run after catch with Bryce Young. Throw a slant to Jameson Williams. He runs into the house. So I'm trying to stay here. But Alabama, second best team in the country. Not a big bat. Now, number one, as you can tell, best team in college football is the Georgia Bulldogs. There by Georgia, a really, really good team. Not a big bat. Georgia, best team in college football. Like I said last week, they might be better than that 2019 LSU team. The 2019 LSU team didn't have that great of a defense. Georgia does, and they have a good offense. I'm really starting to think, hey, JT Daniels is this guy, man. Put JT Daniels in for Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, yeah, he's having good throws, but uh, it's shaky right now. You get down by a lot at halftime in Alabama, get by, down by two possessions or something, you got to make a switch. You got to put JT Daniels. It's going to work against Georgia Tech. It's going to work against whoever they played this week, Southern Miss the 8th, whatever. But, uh, yeah, JT, that's a joke. But Stetson Bennett, I don't think he should be the starting quarterback of this team anymore. JT Daniels should be the starting quarterback of this team. No big bad. I'm sorry, Stetson Bennett, but. Not really big-time college football. I mean, I've been saying all year, JTL should be the starting quarterback. This team, no debate about it. That's about from my top 25 teams in college football. Stay tuned. College football games of the week coming up. College football showcase part two. Stay tuned.
Now, College Football Showcase Part 2. Let's pick the games of the week, everybody. You know how we always pick upset pick of the week, and then we pick the biggest game of the week, or the two biggest games of the week. No, we're picking all of them now. We're picking the biggest games of the week. All of them. There's a lot of big games this week. Rivalry week. It's week 13, everybody. It's make or break. Last week of the regular season. Let's hop into it. First game, Thanksgiving. Ole Miss, Mississippi State. When was the last time this was a ranked matchup? It's a ranked matchup. Ole Miss number nine in my rankings. Ole Mississippi State not ranked, but in the college ball playoff, um, eyes. it's a ranked matchup. It's going to be a good matchup. I think Ole Miss does get the dub, though. Might be Lane Kiffin's last game ever at Ole Miss. That's a real possibility here right now. I'm taking Ole Miss 23-17 over Mississippi State. No debate about Iowa, Nebraska, everybody. This game's going to be on Friday. I already said Iowa's going to lose to Nebraska. You gotta realize, Nebraska's 3 and 8. You're thinking 3 and 8. Oh, they got coach out the way. He's leaving. Everything like that. He's gonna get fired. But no, no, no. This is, you, you always think this is a horrible team. No, no, no. All of their eight losses have been between one possession. Actually, I said, I said that wrong. Seven of their losses have been between one possession. Their one that wasn't was by, they were up, they were down by six in the last minute against Ohio State, and Ohio State hit a 50 yard field goal to make it a nine point game. So that's pretty much one possession game you call it right there. Every single loss they have has been played within one possession. They played Oklahoma within one possession. They played Michigan within one possession. They played Michigan State within one possession. They pretty much played Ohio State within one possession. Yeah, it's the right move to bring Scott Frost back next week. But you get the dub this week. You get the biggest win of the season for Nebraska right here, right now. Be in Iowa, a ranked matchup, a ranked team, Iowa is. I think you do beat. I think Nebraska does beat Iowa this week. No debate about Alabama, Auburn, and play the Iron Bowl. Not as lived up as it was past couple of years. Okay, the past two times the games have played in Jordan Hare. Yeah, Auburn's won, but they're not winning this week. They are not winning this week at all. TJ Finley did not look good that last week. They blew a 14-point lead. Just didn't look that great. I'm taking Alabama. This went big over Auburn. 49-17. to 17. Go Crimson Tide. Oregon State, Oregon. What's the game called? The Civil War. Uh, Oregon State, good team. 7-4. Beat Utah. A team that... Uh, team that Oregon lost to last week. I think Oregon gets things back on track this week, though. Back up in Eugene, Oregon. I'm taking Oregon to win this one over Oregon State. Very, very close to getting revenge after last year. They lost Oregon State last year. I think they get revenge this week being Oregon State. Wisconsin, Minnesota. Okay, this is the oldest rivalry in college football. True story. But this is the oldest rivalry in college football, or trophy game, college football, whatever it might be. But Wisconsin, Minnesota. It's going to be a good game. Minnesota, both fighting for the Big Ten West, everything like that. I think Wisconsin gets a dub. I think Braylon Allen is an amazing player. Amazing player. It's in Minnesota this year, but I do think Wisconsin pulls out the win this year against Minnesota. I think they do get the dub. Uh, go uh, Wisconsin taking this one over Minnesota. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, everybody. This is Bedlam. That's what they call that game. In Bedlam. It's going to be a fun game. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Top 10 matchup, pretty much. Okay, top 15 matchup. This can have huge college football playoff implications. Maybe even bigger than Michigan and Ohio State. Because whoever loses this game, their season's done. They're not making the playoff, everything like that. But if you win this game, you have a shot at making the college football playoff. And I'm not saying, oh, that this team has to lose this team. This team has to lose to, lose to this team. Okay, whoever wins this game controls their own destiny in the college football playoff race. They control their own destiny because then you make Big 12 championship game and you're probably going to win that Big 12 championship game. I think... Oklahoma gets a dub over Oklahoma State. Caleb Williams shows why he's a five-star quarterback. Shows why he's one of the best quarterbacks in college football. Shows why he's a top-ten player in college football. I'm moving off my pick that he's the best player in college football, but he is a top-ten player in college football. Caleb Williams looking great. Looked pretty good last week. And you know, he's not putting up 300 yards a game, but he's playing well. Had a 76-yard touchdown run. I think Oklahoma gets the win over Oklahoma State, controlling their own destiny in the college football playoff. At least our squared sports. Lane Frank, college football playoff. Now, the game of the week. Not just the game of the week. It's the game of the year. It's the game. Michigan-Ohio State. My Michigan Wolverines in Ann Arbor against Ohio State. This can be a fun one. We saw Ohio State put up 56 points against Michigan State last week. 49 in the first half. 
Zero points given up in the first half. Seven points given up again. We saw my Michigan Wolverines score 59 points and only give up 18 points. Look great last week in my Michigan Wolverines. This is going to be the game of the year, game of the century, game of the decade, whatever you want to say. It's the game. It's in Ann Arbor, like I already said. It's going to be a fun one. Okay, I think this is, this is my prediction for the game. Ohio State gets out to an early lead. You'd say 13-10 at halftime, something like that. But then, I think Michigan storms back. I think Ohio State scores a lot of touchdowns in the second half. You could say three touchdowns. But I think Michigan keeps up, keeps up with it. Kane McNamara said, we don't think they have good defense. And that's right. They don't have a good pass defense at all. And Kane McNamara throws on them all day. Give me my Michigan Wolverines. 41 to 38. My Michigan Wolverines taking the dub over Ohio State. Controlling their own destiny in the college football playoff. Making the Big Ten Championship game. Not be that. My Michigan Wolverines are going to make the college football play this year. Getting a win over Ohio State for the first time since 2011. First time I've been able to see. I've started really watching Michigan in 2015. I've never seen them beat Ohio State. I think this is the year. 2021. Michigan beats Ohio State. It's the game. It might be the best game. That we, I mean, Michigan and Ohio State could go down as one of the greatest games this uh, year. I'm not joking. CJ Stroud can get scared. Aiden Hutchinson, David O'Drop, best pass rush duo in the country. Not be about that. Michigan and Ohio State, the game of the year. I have my Michigan Wolverines taking this one. No to be bad. Leave your pick for the game in the comment section. That's about the College Park Showcase this week. My Michigan Wolverines taking the W over Ohio State. No to be bad. That's about the College Park Showcase this week. Okay, I kind of sneak peeked this segment in College Football Showcase, but we're going to do our path to the playoff. We're going to break down each contender's chance at making the College Football Playoff. There's not that many contenders for the College Football Playoff, but the ones that are, we're breaking down the College Football Playoff. Path to the playoff. Let's all into it. Georgia, Georgia's in. You win, and you're in. And it, it, I mean, the only, the only possible chance that Georgia does make the College Football Playoff is if they lose to Georgia Tech this week, where Georgia Tech has like one win on the season. And if you lose to Alabama next week. If you lose to Alabama next week, you're still in the playoff as a three seed. So Georgia's into the playoff. That's not debatable at all. Georgia is into the playoff. No debating that. Whether it's the one seed or the three seed or whatever it might be. Georgia is in, everybody. Alabama? Alabama doesn't get in as a two-loss team, in my opinion. I don't think you get in as a two-loss team. That's just, I mean, because you get in as a two-loss team, you're saying, hey, Michigan, you lost to a two-loss Michigan State team, and you lost by Ohio, to Ohio State by like three points. Michigan does lose to Ohio State, which I don't think will happen. That's basically saying Alabama lost to a three-loss team and the best team in the country, but they have two losses, and they're Alabama. We're putting them in over another two-loss team. That's just, I mean, that's also terrible Cincinnati, terrible UTSA is also undefeated. I think Alabama does not get into the playoff as a two-loss team, but again, as a one-loss team, you got to beat Georgia. Okay, you're going to win Auburn against Auburn this week by a lot, but that Georgia game... It's going to be the only possible chance again as a two-loss team is if it goes to like triple overtime, there's questionable calls, there's everything like that. There really is no other explanation. I don't think you beat Georgia. I think you get killed by Georgia. I think you lose 24-10 against Georgia next week in the SEC Championship game. But I think Alabama, they don't get in as a two-loss team. That's your path to the playoff. Now, Ohio State. Ohio State get, doesn't get in with a loss to Michigan, unless the madness ensues. Okay, because you have to have local, you have to have the Big 12 eliminated, you have to have the ACC eliminated, Pac-12 eliminated, and then you have to only have Georgia in. That's not going to happen. Ohio State probably won't get to the playoffs two-loss team. You win, and you're in for Ohio State. Control your own destiny right now. You got to beat Wisconsin next week if you beat Michigan this week. I, think you, I don't think you beat Michigan this week, so I think Ohio State doesn't make the playoff, but that's your path. You got to win out, you got to beat Michigan, and you got to beat whoever you play in the Big Ten Championship game. That's my thoughts on Ohio State's path to the playoff. Okay. Michigan, what's their path to the playoff? Just win. 
just when there's really no other opportunity like the playoff than winning out. I think you beat Ohio State this week, and I think you beat Wisconsin the next week, and I think you make the playoffs the three seed, four seed, whatever it might be. I think my Michigan Wolverines get into the playoff, and I think that's your path to the playoff. Just win, like Ohio State. Control your own destiny. Just win. Okay, Cincinnati, I think pretty much the only path to playoff Cincinnati has right now, they can, I think they, in my opinion, they control their own destiny. You just have to win. You have to win, and you're in, because it's all going to sort itself out. Uh, Ohio State or Michigan's going to uh, get eliminated from all this. Uh, Georgia or Alabama's going lim- to get eliminated from all this. Probably not Georgia, but you just got to win. You got to win that. You got to win the AAC championship game against Houston. You got to win your game this week. You have to do all that, and you're into the playoff. That's my thoughts. Cincinnati's path to the playoff. Notre Dame, what's their path to the playoff? That really is not a great one, but you have to have Cincinnati lose, which probably won't happen. You have to have Alabama lose, which might not happen. I think you have to have Oklahoma to be done. I think you have to have Cincinnati lose because that's your one loss. And you have to have Alabama lose because, say, it's up for grabs. Cincinnati or Notre Dame. Who gets the last playoff spot? They're going to take Cincinnati because they got the head-to-head. So that's Notre Dame's path to the playoff. Oklahoma State, what's their path to the playoff? Win back-to-back games. It's back-to-back games against Oklahoma. Or it's back-to-back. I mean, you just got to win back-to-back games. Because it's a realistic opportunity where they play Oklahoma this week, and then they play Oklahoma next week. Like, they, if they beat Oklahoma this week, they're probably going to play Baylor next week. But that's my thoughts. Oklahoma State, it's a path to play. If you shot one out, you got to win this week, and then you got to win the Big 12 championship. There's a realistic opportunity. You get into that college football playoff. Last team here, Baylor. What's their path to the playoff? There is none. UTSA, also, there is no path to the playoff. UTSA, Carmen USA team, Baylor with two losses, even if you're a Big 12 champion. There's got to be a lot of madness to ensue for you to get into the college ball playoff. This is a two-loss team together. I don't think it happens. That's about it. My college ball playoff. Pat to the playoff. My contenders to the college ball playoff. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for that this week. Now, the best for last question of this week's question today is, the Cowboys bounce back after the loss last week the Kansas State Chiefs. My opinion, I don't think you win a playoff game this year. I really don't. Because you, how many, let's, I'm ask you a question right here. How many playoff teams from last year have the Cowboys beat this year? The answer is zero. Okay, the answer is flat out zero. It'd be no playoff teams from last year. So, they won the easy schedules in the NFL. They, they did. And I think Cowboys, I think they make the playoffs. Maybe it's a 12-1 team, maybe it's something else. But, I don't think you win a game in the playoffs. I really don't. I think you lose to the Packers. I think you lose to the Rams. I think you lose to the 49ers. You lose to the Vikings. You lose to the Buccaneers, whoever it might be. But Cowboys don't make the playoffs. That's the question this week. Do you think the Cowboys will bounce back to the loss to the Kansas State Chiefs last week? Only have two, three losses on the season, but you never know. Do they bounce back? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about the question this week. That's about for Squared Sports and Lane Frank, episode 58. Thank you for tuning in. Happy Thanksgiving. So grateful for the Squared Sports audience. Don't forget to follow Squared Sports Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view for the best sports content in the world. We'll see you here back next week, episode 59. Stay tuned.